What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo Gig News and Interviews. I'm your host, Steve. Let's get it on. Okay, first of all, <laughs> what's up, everybody? Uh, Cheyenne is here. John is not here this week, but there we go. Um, if you guys just watched that, the only reason I even played it was because I saw it in many articles as the most awkward Uber ad ever made. And so I had to watch this thing. It's only 30 seconds. I thought so, too. I'm thinking, man, who hasn't taken a train before? And first of all, the conductor never stecks his head out the window to talk to you. <laughs> if you went up to him, you'd be arrested for going too close. I mean, just everything about this was funny to me. And like, there's nobody else in the train station. There's just this guy waiting for his guy friend. And he's like, my other friend will be along. He's like, okay. Can you take me close to this? I'll take you to the station. Yeah, no, I know. That's what I bought a ticket for, idiot. Like, <laughs> that whole thing. I don't know if you guys were getting the kick out of it. I did. I saw it as the article title. So when I clicked it, I kind of knew, okay, what is this going to be? So maybe I had a different headspace going in. But when I saw it, I was like, this is stupid. Like, I don't even get it. I don't get why you'd run that. Yeah. Because the people who use trains use trains. They're just now going to see that they're able to book it on Uber. It's not like they're going to teach them how to take a train. <laughs> it's I don't not know. even they the might point. Be needing to teach me how to take a train because I've never done it. I guess my point is there's You've not never people... taken a train? No, I mean, we have light rail, but I've not Tell taken me. a train. Have you taken the light rail, though? Yeah. Okay, well, that thing was no bigger than the light rail. Yeah. Did you see but... that thing? You know, I guess okay. we just always take for granted. If I'm in I'm another still... country. I don't know how that stuff works. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a Eurail pass and stuff. So, yeah, I've done some of that. So, but what I'm saying is, like, people aren't going to go, oh, trains are on Uber app now. Guess I'll start taking trains. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just, well, I mean, that's going to be well, 0.00001%. I guess for me, I take it for granted just because for me, I hop on the train less than a mile away from me and I can get into New York city. So like a lot of ours are like commuter trains that that's what I'm like, you've never been on a train before. Like, I feel like that's just like second no. nature around here. The light rail <laughs> isn't a real train. That's it. But, but you know what, I mean, Tony will say this because I like my traveling in Europe wasn't on just like when I did work for laser on carnival uh -huh. cruise lines, it wasn't on the fun stuff. Right. I didn't have ten million dollar. I'm rich. Your rail pass <laughs> and the my own room and all that crap. It was more like squeezing onto some of the trains are just like little a, bullet trains like that, and they're yeah. really nothing more than than the light rail. Okay. Well, if you consider, I mean, the there might be a few train, more seats, kind of thing. But it, if you, you as know, a I kid, think, I know I've taken the train to like Pikes Peak and yeah. Um, well, that's a cog. Like that. That's not a train. Well, I know. <laughs> Yeah, Cogs I mean, as a kid, as a kid, you, you see things different, I guess. Like, I have not been on an actual passenger train. 
So I see that Aaron, and then I'll say hi to the chat. I see Aaron said, uh, Tony, you've never done an Amtrak. I've done no. a couple when I'm going back to Michigan. I got to say this. Amtrak isn't even affordable anymore. There's, you can fly for a tenth the price. But here's the thing that I've done Amtrak, and I've done it to Chicago, actually, a couple times, and only once beyond to Michigan. But I did it to Chicago a couple times, and it's fun until you leave, like, right as you leave the city of Denver. It ain't fun no more. You're like, let me know. Like, what am I doing on this long bus? <laughs> on this long bus. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it seems like, oh, cool, this is different. But like, once it starts moving, it's really nothing more than a bus. Unless you really throw down some money and All you right. have a room. I've ridden whatever. a bus. It's a bus so. with a bar because with a bar car because you're going so far. Yeah. If the train at DIA is a train, I guess <laughs> I've rode that. I a mean, lot. Like you guys to get need to... to take a road trip to my area just so you guys at, can just go into the city and at just Disney. I did that monorail. <laughs> but see, isn't but then now you're now you're treading on is a train a subway? Well, just because I think the trains you're talking about, Kim, would be the no, same as what subway, you see as a, a subway. I know, no. but it's prob no. It sits no. different, everything. It's a trolley yeah, a train. It's a train. Kim's like baffled that like we're not trained. I, mean, I am. I'm like the, blown. Like my mind is like blown. Level. Like, how can you not have been on a train? <laughs> Did you take a train when you were out here in Denver when you came out here, Kim? No. No, exactly. <laughs> it's too inconvenient. <laughs> I was just gonna say hard to get places. <laughs> But uh, let me say hi to the chat before we go too far. So what's up, Gigan? Um, I see Gigan says he will be early and late. So I don't know if you're here. Um, it sounds like us starting sometimes. Though. <laughs> we started so. early if we don't count that we were late. <laughs> what's up, Derek? <laughs> hey, what's up, Zach? Um, I almost asked Zach. when John let me know not too long ago, he wouldn't be able to make it tonight. I almost was going to ask Zach if he wanted to join, but I figured we had it. We had the four covered. Um, and Zach, you know, you're always welcome to join. So, hey, traveler. Hey, hey, Holly, how are you? Um, hey, Rick. Hey, shout out to Holly. I got, I won her, her, uh, her trivia game. Yeah. So, you guys, if you are not familiar with Holly's channel, check it out. Um, Holly and I do a thing, and I wasn't able to be there, but, and, and it's been messed up a little bit over the summer, but all the ones we've done are great on Dumpling. Or my dumpling shirt even today um, but she did something on uh halloween um that was like uh trivia oriented and i guess tony just gave it away so still watch it even though maybe he was Spoiler kidding alert. maybe he doesn't win <laughs> i didn't win it he was a come win. from behind one you'll want to watch it and see how it happened <laughs> so he won Spoiler he didn't win to come from Sorry. behind so okay um let's see hey rick hey chris taylor hey deborah how are you hi aaron i haven't seen aaron in a while that's alaska aaron right yeah hey big carl what's up man thomas <laughs> dude dude i so did don't you get an I, email yet i know i don't and I look, I, you guys, I got to tell all you guys in the chat, I'm not dogging Thomas. I think dog, Thomas is one of the best people who are supporters of all our channels. <laughs> like he's always been there. And I, I don't mean that in monetary terms or anything. Just 
he's just always been very supportive of all of us. But Thomas, dude. Email thing. <laughs> Poor Max. I mean, oh, yeah. Maybe you I hate see, Max. If, I, if you do, I'm sorry. He's down to a thread of a sock at this point. Hey, what's up? What's up, great, great. Honestly, I got to put this back up, though. Like, Thomas is like all of us up here love Thomas. So, and everybody that comes in here, we all love Thomas. So, I am just busting balls, but at the same time, dude, just an email. I'm even just going to send you a digital Amazon coupon. So it's just coming back to that email address. You know, you could just pass it along through Kim, right? <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I don't have contact. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I don't know about that. <laughs> Thomas has never line? emailed you? No. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, what's up, Brian? Guess what, Brian? I gave out... Um... <laughs> He's building it up to buy a Tesla. <laughs> I, I, uh... Steve, you're buying a Tesla for him. I hooked up your name with um, some Curry team people that are doing some that, that are putting something together for next week. So if you get contacted, it's nothing weird. Um, they just need one more driver to, um, to speak on a couple things. And when I saw what they were, I thought you'd be good. I'm one too. There's going to be three drivers speaking. And Can there's you... going to be three customers speaking and um, they're speaking to the entire Curry team. So I guess some people signed up and as soon as they found that out, they were like, nope, not doing it. Never mind. <laughs> but I said, Brian would be good because actually I looked at the question. There's 19 to choose from. You can do three. You only have five minutes to speak, but um, there's some in there that would really help the team. And I know you would have good answers. So um, I added you. You can and tell Brian... them, no, of course, but. I am uh, launching a channel for that purpose. Okay. Um, let's see. So, Merry Christmas, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Merry I'm so, Christmas. I'm so confused. Is it is it Thomas Mathis at Gmail? Because if it is, I'm gonna be so pissed. <laughs> 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 You know it ain't that. <laughs> right. It's thomas.mathis at gmail.com. It's actually <laughs> probably Steve's buying me a Tesla at the funny thing is, the funniest thing is, is I know he's I it's just been a long time, but I know he's emailed me in the past. Not often, Searching but I know email. there's been a time or two. Just search for Thomas. I could have swore that he would have emailed Kim by now with something for when she was doing all of her Tuesday nights. Steve at rideshare <laughs> So easy. <laughs> <laughs> Just say hi. And I'll respond with all the rest. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody's asking Steve to buy him a Tesla. <laughs> right. Actually, I shouldn't have done that because now I'm gonna get a bunch of random emails from addresses like D7452 at Yahoo or something saying, Yes, Thomas. Like, <laughs> You're gonna have to do like uh, Pedro give a like a secret code word to secret code verify validate two yeah. two-factor authentication. <laughs> Where's my? I don't know where anybody's Tesla is, guys. I really don't. Mine's in the driveway. Yeah, Tony's, but Tony's isn't his. No, but none of us have a Tesla, so there you go. 
that may be <laughs> that may be something in the works with uh there you go test driver so you never know all right so um we got some topics some of them we talked about a little bit last week but we're gonna go a little further into them hit on a little bit of doordash which i saw kim made a video about as well i've been following big time um is not doing any better i got a lot more alerts last week about it but i've been rechecking in with people this week and doesn't seem like anything has really changed for the better um there is a new feature coming out that i think is just awful i just found this out today um and then Cheyenne has some news about doordash so we'll knock that out in the beginning and this is for canada which is really strange because it correlates with some stuff i'm doing with kim cavan karen anderson right now and mike ruby and um, we'll be doing that follow-up piece that the three of us, that the four of us did here shortly. But Kim, Kevin, and I will be doing a once-a-month live stream, probably for the next probably at least three months, getting us into January, um, because we saw some things playing out and whatnot. So, um, and she's help, and she's going to help me. Even though it's independent contractor based, of course, we're going to help streamline it now that she understands the the um, group we're talking to into at least half if not more fully gig related because i know sometimes you guys got to watch it and read into it but it's not like you can't read into it it affects us but we're going to try and streamline that so it's very clear how it's going to affect you but we also have the lift third quarter earnings blew my mind um instacart reporting two billion dollar losses but 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 they did say that their sales beat their expectations. <laughs> we didn't expect That's to sell anything. Line. We sold one thing. <laughs> no, but their expectations didn't say they'd lose $2 billion. Not even close. I uh -huh. might have even said they were going to make money. But their sales beat the expectation on the sales part of that, but they lost $2 billion. I'd get a new accountant, first of all. Yeah, I mean, for sure. It's like... Something's not adding up there. Um, the Uber and Lyft, and Lyft drivers are testifying on Beacon Hill right now. We got a very short video we can watch a little later um, on um, becoming unionized, being able to be union for rideshare, which is the worst thing we've ever talked about. And uh, we just and the only other thing I had for tonight, if we had time, I opened with, which was the awkward Uber train ride. I, it really bothers me, guys, because, you know, I guess a lot of us don't understand. They watch like. Kim put together videos that good kind of thing. So it's like, well, what does that cost? You know what that costs? I mean, I don't, but like, do you know what a commercial, even like that in a train station with a company like Uber, like what a waste of money that is? I don't know. To me, it's more just like, hey, have a picture. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> put it online. You don't need a 30 second commercial that really just confuses people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't know I had to have the Uber app to take the light rail. Yeah. I mean, like, you don't want to see me cooking an egg for two minutes and then go, you know, rideshare rodeo Thursday roundtable. Actually, that might be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. All right. Actually, sorry. This is your brain on drugs. <laughs> Come to rideshare rodeo to fix that. I should have thought of something stupider. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, but, I so, do... I did like your uh, beer um, live streams where you're making mm -hmm. the, the beer. Yeah. 
Yep. Crafting I've got, I put all the, I put all those, those were all private after a while, but I put all those because I did learn that on the members channel, um, anything you do on your members channel doesn't affect your, uh, your algorithm. Do you know this? No, I don't have members. Yeah. Oh, so if you do, I mean, cause I have it at the easiest 299 entry level and I, I've already got like 40 videos up, but that's where I'm putting snowboard, some snowboard. Cause Tony, you know, I got my snowboard channel coming. But at some snowboard stuff, like me going up for the first day, um, I'm going to put some brewing beer stuff on there. Some of the stuff that if I put it on my channel, I'd have to make another channel because it would screw up everything on my channel. But I think that's but pretty cool that anything you it. do behind the member wall doesn't affect your channel. Right. Makes sense. So I like that because it allows me to, you know, a lot of people, I think they think of memberships as like, why? What are you telling me extra how to put the bag down? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, know. no, I don't want to start a bunch of YouTube channels and I'd rather just do right. it in one spot. Yeah. And I think like Tony said, it's good content. I mean, like on the beer ones, I walk you through how to make the whole batch. I mean, beer. I don't drink beer, but it was fun hanging out. Yeah. But I mean, I kept it going for the whole stream and I did all the parts. And if you want to make batch beer, I can explain it. So. <laughs> yeah and i'm not just screwing around i've been doing it for a long time so um but yeah these first the first thing is this uh is this the tipping option we're gonna go back obviously we talked about this last week but i well, there's no way to not go back to this because um kim you said this wouldn't uh we didn't even do introductions kim side money plans <laughs> gig work mama and yeah, I don't have the laser show. A driven today. dad. The well, we've been talking for like twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> just some random people just hanging out. <laughs> but so we all know this. DoorDash has started to warn its customers on information pop uh, on a pop up. Uh, that they have, you know, they'll be made wait to longer to get food if you don't give a tip. Um, first of all, you know, there's so, again, it's like that damn Uber train commercial. I could have wrote down 60 questions about that commercial. I could do it about this article because it's like, now they're saying like, you know, users ordering or, or users of the online food ordering app who enter zero as their amount will now receive a pop-up warning telling them that drivers, um, AKA dashers uh, can use, can choose whether or not they accept the order. Um, so I guess that is a prompt that will come up to the user. That's pretty like, I thought last week where they were with what they were telling you was pretty like basically too late in the game to start telling people to tip. I mean, Kim, you didn't think it would help at all. I pointed out the only way I thought it might help is that maybe somebody's like, Oh, I'll get my food cold. Fine. I'll give a dollar. And I know every dollar counts, but does that dollar count that much? But I think they're pushing it to a level now where they were already getting hit with orders. They're going to, I mean, I just know I don't use this service, but when I was reading this article and I've read a lot of these, this one is from yesterday. And when I was reading it, it's, it's, if I'm the customer and I read this, I'd be pissed because they're already dishing out a ton of money and now they've got all kinds of prompts in here about, you know, um, uh, so in there, you know, since one of the, there was a thing in here that says, um, 
since launching this test. So then I had to dig into another article that says, yes, we are testing this nationwide um, to see how it goes. So I'm thinking, is this going to be something where right after Thanksgiving, you're going to pull it in every market, say it didn't work <laughs> and just use this exposure right now as we're being transparent with tips. But they started this like weeks ago, like months ago. Like we knew because... it as drivers literally months ago. Like that's my whole thing. Like months ago, we knew about this. And like all of a sudden, I don't know. I feel like whenever DoorDash isn't in the news, like hmm, what can we use to get us back into people talking about us? Oh, I know. And then like they put something out that we already knew about months ago. So it's not something new. It's just now they're letting people aware that they're doing it. Well, but or maybe just social media has picked. But it up also now. don't remember that when Everybody's they say when we it. when they say things like we're launching this and you say no, you're not. It's been here a month, dummy. For you, it has. For maybe 100 markets, it has. But there's a lot of rural and other things that don't get it until that final pop. I mean, maybe you wouldn't be surprised. But I talk to people who are like, what? What do you mean? Uber I don't have it. Surge. Have you tried to go? <laughs> I, just tried already, to, but... I just tried to put I mean... an order. And I put the tip at zero, thinking that it's going to prompt me. And it did nothing. Now, obviously, I'm not going to continue and place the order. But when I did zero and it went back to the main screen where I just have to press on place order, nothing. So that's I don't I don't I have Uber Eats for the once in a four or five month period max and I might use it. I don't have DoorDash available to me as the customer side. The only thing I, I mean, can guess on you is that you're in Canada. Your no, the only thing I can think dasher. of with, with Cheyenne is that she's in Canada. Yeah. So it's, not you know, and maybe yet. up there, they're not wanting to upset. I, I know she's told us that there is a tipping culture up there, mm -hmm. but there's also a lot of French people. We know that French are huge about not tipping, not only not yes. tipping, but they're very specific against tipping. Yes. And that's why I call it eggy bread and not French bread. <laughs> eggy bread. Eggy, eggy toast. Eggy bread instead of French toast. Really? <laughs> yeah, whatever Gordon Ramsay calls it is what I call Texas it. Texas toast versus French toast. <laughs> he doesn't call it French fries. He calls it chips. That's true. All right. Tony's on a rampage tonight. He's out for something. I don't know what it is yet, but we're going to find out. Um, I'm on two hours of sleep. So if I'm You know, there were other things in this article, too, though. And I'm going to I'll put it in here in the chat in a few minutes um, as, as we get out of this topic. Um, but there were a few things that I was reminded about. We all know this. Um, but it, it would, I mean, this article really walks quickly through while it's talking about DoorDash. It's, and it's from the independent. So you're going to be reading it over there. And you know, if you guys have read, read the independent, it's a lot of pop-ups, but just let them all pop up first and, and read this. It's actually a really good article because it even goes back to four years ago when they were stealing tips and their explanation of, of why they were stealing tips. If I, I almost forgot, and I I run the damn website since 2017 that only follows this type of news, and I almost forgot what that lawsuit was. That lawsuit was that they said they were showing, no, we showed you what we're going to pay you. They tip on top. That's us. They were literally defending that. I forgot that. There was an explanation? The explanation was if they tip on top, of course we don't show the dashers that or give it to you because we already told you what you'd make. 
I mean, they got slammed really hard. That was the second time they got caught stealing, and that was on a national level. Um, crazy. It cost but them a lot of money. They talk about the UN decision um, and how it's completely wrong because, oh, I liked this, Kim. So the UN article, if you guys missed it, we talked about last week. Kim talked about that one. It was just basically saying, I mean, it is a deeper read, but it, it was saying that we're not being paid right as gig workers. Is that a good just yeah. quick sum? Okay. So DoorDash is... Let's say just real quick, they were basically asking, I think it was DoorDash, Amazon Flex, and Walmart to kind of react um, right. to their claims that they're just basically not treating their um, drivers properly. Right. So actually, here's the one little thing from this article that it says about it. More recently, DoorDash, along with Amazon, Walmart, just like Kim said, um, have been subject to criticism by the U.N., who claimed in a report released on 31st of October that they are quote unquote trapping their workers into poverty, which I believe might've even been the name of the art. I, I believe it was some, it was something about poverty. Yeah. yeah. I remember so, that. so the UN alleged that independent contractors were not guaranteed a basic level of pay, sometimes only earning less than a federal minimum wage of around $7 an hour. First of all, I, some people have told me that there is, um, I don't know of any states that use the federal minimum wage of $7. If there's a state still using $7 an hour, please let me know. But as a driver, yeah. if you're making $7 an hour, you're doing yeah. something wrong. Well, so then, but so here's, here's, here's what DoorDash officially through their attorney sent the independent, any, any publication. And normally this doesn't happen, guys. Normally they just give a, a bad reply about two weeks later. But they actually sent this through the attorney to the UN to the independent, to anybody who wrote articles on this, saying that on average, um, every DoorDash delivery driver in this country is paid $25 an hour. Uh, yeah, first thing that, that first thing that came into my mind is why do you have pay by hour for $16 to $18 then? Exactly. If you know that it's that's the average, why is there a pay by hour model that people do even? for 16 17 bucks an hour are they going by 2020 numbers and not 2020 well first numbers? of all this the independent usually slams the crap out of doordash and won't even let them speak but because this came from an attorney this is they're reading what doordash is saying and doordash is saying these allegations uh um so okay yeah this is this is the the their response about the mis the misallocation and in, in including them into that these allegations fundamentally misunderstand misunderstand how DoorDash provides economic opportunity and financial security for millions of people who want to earn money when how and where they choose respect and dignity for for all dashers are the core to our mission of empowering mm -hmm. local economies and we will be engaging with the special uh um Rapporteur, I'm not sure what that is, um, in the coming weeks to correct these blatant misconceptions about dashing. So they're using their attorneys to try and get these to get their name out of these articles, even retro. Well, Meaning they would need to provide evidence because they're not just going to go, oh, yeah, sure. You guys aren't, you didn't, you know, you've never lied before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't I don't buy it. Do I think it's seven dollars an hour? No. Do I think it's twenty five dollars no, no, no. an hour? No. Like I, I Well, we're 
Well, remember, <laughs> remember that that UN article when it, it said that was referring to after expenses. Whenever they do expenses too, they always bloat them so much. Now, not to say we shouldn't be doing our expenses correctly, but they always end up with these crazy numbers for insufferance. Yeah, they're like, they're driving, they're all driving Mercedes <laughs> Benzes that have like the highest maintenance cost. So all the 65 yeah. cents per mile goes to expense. I mean, when they- Are they saying the it's York... 25 after expenses? Well, they're just saying that um, while DoorDash, the US, uh, they did make the statement. <laughs> Thomas is, is rubbing it in, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> all right all these tip all these tips are coming back to you <laughs> i'm gonna i'm hiring a i'm i'm gonna use the 25 dollars to hire a private investigator <laughs> just give me this guy's email it's so stupid <laughs> jesus um no this is just part of the quote from okay. DoorDash's attorney to the independent because they're getting ready to sue the to sue him, which okay. is if you know if you if if people don't know, it's very rare that people sue um, newspapers. Very rare because there's Wait, nothing to so, be won. So DoorDash is going to sue the independent and the and the UN statements department um, and 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 a couple of other. Publications that, that raise a red flag right there that they're trying to cover up something just by throwing a. I just want to know. Them. I mean, look, you can't go to the UN, the Independent. I mean, the Independent is exactly that. It's an independent paper in the UK. They're very, you know, they write some. They they write on the hard right, the hard left, in between some weird stories. But there are is news to be found in it too. Um, but I would, I would it's, it's very would difficult to prove to prove to the Independent that they need to retract a story. So you're going to, they're going to have to prove $25 an hour is what but drivers, I don't know how you're going to do that. Of speech? Like, isn't that the whole entire thing of why you really can't sue newspapers and, you know, online publishing, because a lot of it has to do with the freedom of speech. So uh, that's my take, I don't think that it's, I don't think that it's, you can't sue. It's that why would you? I mean, you could get slapped so hard back with other lawsuits that you it wouldn't be not only would it not be worth it, you could get screwed. So I hear what you're saying, but I feel like they're trying to distance them because never did they say this article was wrong or anything like that. They're saying we don't belong in this group. So it's like I, the way I read it now is like they're wanting to say, well, go ahead and look at Amazon and Walmart. We don't belong there. Yeah. Okay. Throw them under the bus. Like, really? <laughs> like, yeah, okay. their people well. <laughs> I mean, I mean so we know. <laughs> I mean, look at DoorDash. Actually, you totally belong there. That's like a that's a perfect threesome of people that treat people like shit. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Amazon, you got to piss in Gatorade bottles. Tony's a, a Mac Daddy specialist at Walmart. I mean, you know, and I think we all have a view on DoorDash. So. Well, I mean, I don't do this, but like the Top Dasher challenge I did last year where I accepted every order for 100 orders. Um, obviously, I did it during lunchtime, so I got better offers than just going all day. But even with that, I still average a dollar per mile and like $18 an hour 
and that's not dash time or that's dash time not active time so if you just do what doordash says their 25 dollars is based off the active time i probably was close to the 25 just accepting everything okay that's their loophole i feel like they always have loopholes though with everything i'm always i'm a throwing it off for them though if they're doing it by active hour is because doing DoorDash the way I do it, I'm averaging like over $50 an hour active hour. Even sometimes like, you know, that's it's well, wait a minute. So the UN one allocated that, that drivers were paid around seven an hour for active time on delivery. There's no way. Like, no, that's crazy. Crazy. That was the that's UN if claim. If you're doing this it as a driver, you're not doing it right. Like you're no. like you're working like one order like and you're, home. You're maybe you're, maybe you're walking, or they're intentionally like <laughs> you de- can walk under declining <laughs> things that are not two fifty. Like they're only or whatever the base pay is for their market. They're only they accepting the tic- lowest you can. Remember that TikToker who only took did the one order. The- no, remember he only took no tip orders to see how many orders someone Man. actually tipped them in cash as an experiment. <laughs> Maybe they're getting it out of him. Yeah, yeah. But still, I mean, if you, start, if you start running, violations. but if you start running big yeah. stats, like and get Tony in that mix, Tony's going to throw it off a bit. But for the most part, look, I don't believe seven's the number either. But we no. damn well know that. Some people don't make 16, 17 because those people are stoked about getting on to earn by time. But with earn by time, it's that's the base. Um, yeah, sure. If you believe in their in them tipping, <laughs> they've only been caught twice nationally for stealing them. So, <laughs> yeah. But what yeah. I'm saying is, when people do earn by time during the lunch or dinner shift, they're not only getting the all the no tip orders they get a lot of no tip orders but they do get tips too so it kind of brings it up to that they doordash wants you to make that average so they can do that so they can make those claims sure sure i I think that i mean maybe myself that is one thing i need to find more people who not just have said oh i did earn my time once i need to find some people who do it sometimes because i don't know where i don't speak to a lot of people that there's a content creator in um that keeps doing challenges with john billings um where's my next mike he does earn by time a lot in utah okay and he's a part-time and jo- dasher and joey's in florida he does it as well utah and part-time equals much cheaper than denver <laughs> <laughs> just so you guys know <laughs> I don't know. To me, like when they do this, it means that they have to prove their receipts, like show your receipts. What what makes you think that like on an average, a dasher is making $25 plus an hour? Like because they're going to say we have independent and be like, okay, show me your receipts that prove that. So that's a big claim. Maybe they'll just be like, yeah, you know, we have 10 million dashers, but here's the stats on Tony. They all do like Tony does. Just take our word for it. <laughs> or maybe it's and like if the they did that, I'd be like, send them more. Send me more. <laughs> exactly. Don't make me decline maybe. so much to find those ones. 
Maybe it's like the over under where like you get rid of like the top and the bottom and I don't know. That made Maybe. no sense what I just said. I just think the <laughs> average dasher probably just accepts the order that pops up like outside of social media following. You mean the, <clears throat> so by the average dasher you're talking about the 85% who work less than 16 hours a week. Like the majority of people who don't go on social media to get tips and tips and tricks on how to do things. Um, if they just sign up, they want to pay for Christmas by door dashing. They're just accepting everything. Probably maybe they'll decline one or two that are just obviously just too far to drive, but maybe I'm more outgoing, but I always talk to everybody when I, whatever app I'm doing, I talk to everybody when I'm sitting there waiting, Mm -hmm. like how you been doing and they're like oh i'm new i always am like oh dude watch it man you better be multi-app and you're not gonna make but like five dollars an hour i can i can tell by the look in your eye i can tell by the look in your eye you're (laughs) You're too hungry you're too hungry (laughs) (laughs) don't be taking that crap either because then it hurts all of us (laughs) but i think i think tony's right though because a lot of drivers out there they're very like to themselves they don't you know they they don't look on social media they don't look on youtube they don't know that there's this community out there to help them so I see the same thing whenever I go to pick up things I see a driver I'm like oh how's your night going and then you know you chit chat and then you realize oh they take everything like don't do that (laughs) okay so wait here's one from Scrabble um and she's rural too so we know that um she averages about so you're saying 20 after tips because the EBT guarantee is 13. Is that what you're saying about average? Because I remember when it first started, I was like, well, there goes all the no tip orders. You can give them to these people. Yeah. (laughs) But now I do know. I know Ellen has done it too and a couple other people who have, who have said, no, I see some tips. You know, I think they've said, they've kind of made it sound like you definitely get some of the no tips for sure. Stupid question. And I was trying to remember this today as I was driving when they announced that everybody in the country was going to have earned by time. Didn't they give a time frame of October 31st? Probably. But I don't have earned by time. But now they have seen earned by time. But now, great. But now they have new news out, Kim, so they can bury that and then they can re release it in January and say, guess what? Everybody's going to get it next week. And that's the first time we've ever said it. Now I'm going <laughs> to get I'm, I'm probably going like, to get it. <laughs> It's like this stuff just keeps surfacing. And I'm like, I was thinking that the other day as I was driving, I'm like, weren't we all supposed to get earned by time by like October 31st or something like that? Wasn't that what they promised like weeks ago when they announced it? Yeah. I mean, but Kim, we, we didn't we even talk about this last week, how like, like Uber Connect, Uber Connect has been released four times over six, <laughs> six years. <laughs> And I don't just mean like it went, no, it went to Kim's market. They didn't like it. Now it's in my, no, it got released on a national level in many cities four different times over six years. They didn't even have the, the, you know, to like change the name. (laughs) Just like, yeah, Uber Connect. It's new. It's not new. We've had it four times. Okay. So I was wrong. They said the end of the year. Okay. I thought I had, okay. I don't know why I had October 31st. I am not jealous that I don't have earned by time, by the um, way. No, no, me neither. I'm yeah. good. No, but it'll be, I think it'll be a way to help thin the herd some because um, I don't think, I mean, maybe it'll work out for some, but if you're in a decent gig market anyway, and you can multi, I, I don't know. I think it'll help to get people off DoorDash because if they're getting to earn by time, things aren't going well to begin with. 
if only way I would do. Point you're looking at because I know the earn by time numbers don't go over like 18. I've never heard of one over 18. Without without the peak without pay, yeah, right. Because peak so pay, saying, it does. But I'm get saying higher. if you're if you've gotten to the level where, and I'm not saying it's wrong. Scrabble doing it might be great for her. Who knows? But for most people, if you if you're trying outdoor dash and it's not working, and you get to, I'll just do earn by time. I don't think that's going to save you. I would like to honestly try it because the mornings here have been horrible. Normally, I would go out at like eight o'clock as soon as my daughter gets on the bus and I would do like morning and like it's been horrible. Like I haven't even been starting until like 10, 11 o'clock in the morning because it's been so bad. So if there was earn by time and I can actually make something before like the morning, I mean, the afternoon rush. Never started, mind. She that's said it's horrible. Okay, <laughs> never mind. I'm like, but that's something I would like to try to see if it would actually give me something better than literally nothing going on in the morning. Yeah. Um, and this kind of starts tying into we we won't dive into the uh, political side of things tonight, but something happened in Canada that uh, Cheyenne is going to talk about. But I had, I saw this too, and I think it's I think it's extremely strange. I think the timing's strange, and I have a I'll I'll, I'll kind of like just do a quick little intro because I have a question for Cheyenne too. So, in DoorDash in Canada, you're now going to need to use your TIN, which is um, your tax identification number, which means you can use either your personal or your business. So, like for us here in the states, it's the Social Security or an EIN. Um, up there, it's uh, social insurance or business insurance, same type of thing. So you're going to have to use that. And to be honest, that actually makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense why it's happening now up there in Canada, but like that should have happened a long time ago. For independent contractors, that's often asked of people to provide those. Um, so I guess before you kind of jump in with your take, I wanted to know, like, we've talked somewhat about you know, tipping culture is different. Independent contractorship's a little different. What is this? Is is this like a halfway move to an employee? Or so this is. It's part of a really big bill that the government of Canada um, put in, and it's Bill C forty seven. If anybody wants to look it up, I actually have a video that I'm editing right now where I go over the whole thing. But it has a lot of different tax implications for every market out there. And it's not just with DoorDash, but one of the things um, that they're really focusing on is the information that companies have to give to the CRA, which is our uh, Canadian Revenue Agency. And yes, we do have, like when we sign up, we have to put our social insurance number, which for you guys is just like, um, you said your your social or... So you can you use your social it? or your EIN. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you do have to sign up with your social insurance number because that's how they know um, that you can work with them, right? Because you have to show that you can work in Canada when you're working here. However, this law, what it's doing, it's not a law, but it's a bill. What it's doing it's, is that now... Just to clear yeah. up too, it's a parliamentary bill, which yes. if, I, if, I'm, if I'm correct, sometimes... Sometimes those are bills that have like multiple things that need to pass for the one to pass. Exactly. But this one, it's passed, it's done, like it's 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 out there. And since I said there's a lot of different parts of it, but the part that really focuses 
um, the, the part that DoorDash is focusing on only starts January 1st of 2024, but they're putting it in place now. So what they're doing is as of mid-November, there's going to be a pop-up on your phone where you're going to have to put in your TIN, so your tax identity. Uh, information number. And that is either your social insurance number or your business number, because you can do DoorDash as yourself. So like Cheyenne Warren, or if I had a business, then I can do DoorDash as the business. Now, the reason why they have you put this information in is because now any company out there has to advise the CRA that they have someone working for them. So independent contractors, employees, whatever the case might be. So now there's no more like, oh, I didn't know that I have to actually tell the CRA that I'm making money because they're already going to know that you are making money on the side somewhere. So it's it's created like this whole, I don't think that- So I don't know really- how your taxes work, but so, because we, there's like, there's issues that I- that we will be talking about in future, but it's too deep to go tonight is that people are getting, some gig workers are getting audited and they're being asked for their client list. These are full-time gig workers. Mm -hmm. Um, We know of one in Oregon, Sergio is a good friend of the person's. Um, And the guy got fined like seven grand. He had everything I would have if I was audited. Like he, he wasn't missing stuff. You're just not given what they wanted. This was Oregon State audit, not federal. And they wanted to know, where are your clients? And he said, that's not how this works. You're going to have to get that from Uber. And they still went ahead and fined him. I don't, he even was using terms like, you need to ask Uber, not me. So is this going to somehow get them off your back? Or how do you guys report your taxes? So when we do our taxes, we don't have to say who our client list is when it comes to something like, you know, DoorDash or anything like that. Even if you did 10,000 of them. Yeah, exactly. You put your income, you put your expenses, and then that's it. You don't have to give your client list because I never had to give my client list. Um, Even with the other businesses that I have, I don't have to give a client list. I just put my income, I put my expenses, and, you know, you go from there. Um, That's the first that I've heard of this. So that's kind of like a little... A little crazy that you have to have a well this is new, this is new here too this just this just happened about a month and a half ago to a driver that sergio knows very well in oregon yeah, who does ride share that's kind of crazy no this is really to avoid those that are not um reporting that they have income that's so, really I mean, what it is so will this also prevent like people from having multiple accounts on platforms So one thing that I was thinking was, I don't think it could avoid people from having multiple accounts, but you know how like with Instacart, there is that whole like bots and they sell the accounts and all that kind of stuff. Well, this is going to be something that every single app needs to do at some point before January 1st. So with Instacart, I feel like it might flush out some of the bad accounts or the robot accounts or whatever they call them, unless they have the social insurance number that they use. <laughs> Unless they have the social insurance number that they use to create that account. So if you have that information, you put it in and it's just one time. You put it in one time and that's it. But if they don't have it um, as of January 1st, then your account will be paused and you won't be able to receive or accept orders until you put in your TIN. And there's also potentially a fine that you can get from the CRA. 
But as I understand it, the bots are grabbing them behind the scenes. They'd still be getting them to you, so you'd still have your income to report. Oh, is that how the bots work? I really don't know how they work. I thought people like I mean, sell accounts and stuff. Well, you, I mean, you, you know how it is. You post a video, like I was telling you, go, just go, just go to TikTok, make a video called "This Isn't About Instacart at All." Please don't talk about Instacart. Make it a short, and you will have every, yeah, every one of the ones like Moody Trolls and Troll Nets and all the big ones will comment on that video saying, sorry to hear you're not getting along well on Instacart. Here, we can get you the big batches. Connect with this. Yeah. on, And it's always on Instagram. So if you do it on TikTok or something, you'll get these, because they won't, they don't, they don't spam Instagram, but they all live on Instagram. Mm. So I'm not 100% sure how these companies work. I know that some of them require your username and password. That's sketchy. To get you into their bot program. So therefore, like, you're giving that out. Yeah, that's not smart. No. I mean, but no, like, this it, is really, it, it's really the CRAs uh, trying to figure out how to get all the money that they can out there from people. So you won't be well, able so to I guess that, that's what I was getting at. So is it is it partially that it's misreporting, do you think? Do you think that, because that's, I can tell you this. I've talked to probably these guys about it too, but... Not everybody in the chat or watching this has probably heard me say this because it's mostly been when I have people in politics on. But is it that they think that you guys aren't reporting correctly? Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of people in Canada that do not report their what you guys would call like 1099 income. 100 percent, especially okay, in Quebec. Okay. Like we're like the most corrupt ever. It's <laughs> crazy. Not. It No, no, no. You guys don't even not you. Guns, but not you. <laughs> not me. Not me. <laughs> You guys, don't even, you guys don't even have guns. Well, we talked about you, you, you can be corrupt without that. Yeah, no, one thing with... Um... Don't have guns. <laughs> Keep that on the DL. I don't have guns. <laughs> but yeah, the yeah, there, there's a lot of corruption in Canada. So I have a feeling they're just trying to like, you know, get rid of I just, that. I, no, I just, that kind of aligns with some of the things I don't want to see happen in the new year, to be honest. Um, well, you know, what worries me about it is because in the email, DoorDash says, um, how will you keep, how will DoorDash keep my information safe? And it says, oh God, um, it's, it says that it's going to be encrypted. I was like, okay, big whoop. And then it also says that it's going to be stored in a different database than our identifying information, which doesn't make any sense because they have to give the CRA our full name, our phone number, our address, and our TIN number. So that means it's speaking to multiple databases. And the way that databases work, you have to have a key to link the two together. So if someone in DoorDash can get your TIN, they can get other information. So this is another, another way that you can see that DoorDash is just playing with words. They can say it's not stored in the same database, but that doesn't mean that you can't get the information in the database. Like it's, yeah. It's, I think it's, it's like what Kim and I were talking about in the beginning, how they just always want some good press. I think in this case, it's more like, look, you obviously know we have to get this information. Just in case you're curious, we're going to store it over here with this company that deals with that type of information more than us, which puts another barrier in. But like you just said, Somebody wants that information, they can get it just by getting into yeah. your DoorDash. 
Definitely. But I'm really in, I'm, I'm surprised that DoorDash is the first one to bring it up. Because as I said, every single company is going to have to do this. I would have expected like Uber Eats to kind of be, you know, the first one to bring it up. But no, it was DoorDash. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, and then but before we leave this full DoorDash subject, I got to tell you, this this bothers me. Watch Kim will say, this isn't new. This is a full <laughs> But they've been testing. I knew they were testing this in Salt Lake City. DoorDash is expanding the use of the new, uh, expanding the use of a new app feature that observes certain road behaviors and informs. It's not new. <laughs> That's not new. <laughs> it's not new. Okay, they but now this months ago. <laughs> is it still in your market? It wasn't in my market. I did a video on this. God, two months, three okay, months. Okay, well, ago it's go, it, it goes market. it goes public at midnight tonight. Not in every market, but in in, in Atlanta, Dallas, Detroit, Houston, Miami, San Francisco. um, All right. You can ask UDM. um, There's there's a bunch of them. There's about 30 markets. And then they and then they're hitting on your point, Kim, that it will be in the rest of the markets by the end of the year, not by the end of October. Yeah, it, like, yeah. pick up the order, <laughs> turn the phone off, drive here we to go the place, again. turn here, it back I, I, you know, I kind of knew it as I was that. saying that. I was like, Kim's gonna say this has already been there. I don't do enough DoorDash. To now care, I'm gonna go so. back and back to see how far <laughs> back I did it because it and DoorDash was- isn't the only one that does earn by time. Oh, is that Uber? Yeah. Huh. Is that? Is that for Uber Eats or is that for... No, that's right, sure. Well, that kind of sucks. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm like 18. Man, if I'm making that, I'm... That's, see, that's that's my point about earn by time. Like, But that is... Um, if I get one trip at 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., which can be slow in that area, I guess, you get $18 for that whole hour. That's crazy. Christopher Taylor says that it's in Arizona. What's the benefit of having that, though? It's um, an invasion of privacy. Oh, it's yeah. not a benefit at all. To, it's I would a, completely turn it off. It's a huge benefit to DoorDash. DoorDash, DoorDash sells all of our information anyway. But to be yeah. able to sell... Um, uh, oh, my gosh. I should know this from Abdul. Um, <laughs> I talk about it enough, too. Driving behavior. The dash cam information that it takes in from Abdul's dash cam that eventually can go to insurance companies, that is very, very okay. So that is very valuable data. I found it. I did it three months ago. That's how long ago it's (laughs) Kim, it's it's new. Damn it. It's like a it's like a new car that's a used car, new to you. Wait, Christopher Um, Taylor, you can't toggle it off. It has a it has a name too. It, anyway, now it does because now when they implement it into these new markets at midnight, because it's Friday midnight Eastern time, so it, it'll be what is it there? It's yeah, almost, August August first was the date that I did it. So it's almost ten in two hours. It will be active. So it is called Driving Insights. Is that what it was called then? Oh, so um, it's like I can go back and say, hold on. Like that's its name with with DoorDash. 
But to me, it's not driving insights. That's an insult. And if I want, if I want to get, insult. yes, it was, it's on my thumbnail. Yes. It's called okay. driving. So, insight. right. So the, I thought of the thing with display ride anyway, too. It's, it's called telematics. Now you can turn the telematics on display ride to only come to you. You can turn them off completely or you can, you can look at them. And if they're getting better, you can submit them to your insurance company. There's only a couple right now that you can kind of do this with, but it's a thing that's coming down the road but it allows you to monitor it first and it not to be shared. So that's a good way of doing it because it'll say, Hey, you're really hard on braking. Why don't you try and ease up? And then it gives you a driver score. If your driver score gets better, it's a way for insurance companies to give you a break down the road. However, this isn't going to help you. This is going to help DoorDash huge, huge. You know how much money they'll get for selling this to cities? All I got to say is that I know what it's like driving in New Jersey. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, like, but even the one for the insurance. I'd like I, for a Tesla to drive you. Took myself out. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, you say this is my smooth cruiser on Lyft, and <laughs> I got a zero score this week. <laughs> See? It's zero. Like the bar, mean? the bar is yellow when you have a score. Right. What does zero mean? It means that I suck. I I'm the worst <laughs> driver. <laughs> Find out what this means. Oh, yeah, Kim, you're Smooth right. Breaking. The pilot began zero. in July. Yeah. See. Right. Well, this is zero. again. It's, it's just the spin on thing. You know what I mean? And watch, they'll spin it in this in this salt lake area then they'll spin it in a week in another area it tested in yeah that kim probably did her video on then they'll spin it in another week in another area this is how bad they are when they run like when they run out of juice they have to always be in the paper they do because uber always is in the paper and uber doesn't need to try as hard they're worldwide and they're always in trouble so they always have to stay in the paper to stay even in the fight um Miami driving in Miami is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> the poor drivers, they're gonna see that they're heartbreaking. It's like, like, come on, test it in. If, if you have actual, besides a bike or an e bike or a scooter, it's like, try someone actually driving in New York City. T tell me how your braking's going in there. I'm just saying. So, you guys, yeah, um, we can switch whenever we drive in here. Lyft, Lyft beat their earnings call. Instacart, I, I think we were joking in the beginning. Instacart says their orders were up, but they lost two million, which or two billion, sorry. Um, and they are at seven hundred dollars operating into capital. My bank account. But so check this out. This is this is a, a quick minute forty video. We'll talk about this, and then we're going to get out of here for tonight because this one this one is concerning now. This is now what a lot of we'll be talking about in some futures about some markets. So, And hundreds of rideshare drivers are rallying at the state house today, calling for better benefits and better pay. This comes as lawmakers consider a new bill that would give drivers the chance to unionize. WBZ's Jordan Jagelinzer has more. Riders can expect longer than usual wait times today using Uber or Lyft. That's because Uber and Lyft drivers are on Beacon Hill asking the state to stop allowing for them to be paid less than the Massachusetts minimum wage. This is allowed to occur because companies like Uber and Lyft do not classify their drivers as employees, which means that they're not protected by state and federal employee protection laws. 
Senator Payano there showing his support for the rideshare driver justice bill, which could give drivers a path to unionize. It's the only law of the kind in its country that would give rideshare drivers bargaining rights as well as job protections and a guaranteed minimum pay. A recent report showed that drivers are making less than the state's base pay after all of their expenses. Nearly 300 people signed up to testify today, pushing for higher wages, including this mother of three sharing her support for the legislation. I usually work 60, 70 hours a week. I w it wasn't always like that. But over the past few years, I have to hard work for longer hours to make the same amount of money in less time. I'll just share what my son said recently. He just asked me, would you, will, if all of us and our family skip MLED one day, will you be able to afford it to see a family movie with us like before. If this were to pass, it would make Massachusetts a leader in the country for worker rights within the app-based transportation industry. Jordan Jagelinzer, WBZ News. Wow. You're muted, Steve. You're, mu you're muted. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's being targeted to about 15 states, so... Um. It's just much farther along here. I don't know. Thoughts? I We've mean, all joked in the past about the, you know, you can't do a digital strike. You can't do this. You can't strike a platform. And only so, okay. And we've even talked around this stuff, but now it's getting very real. Right. Um, well, you know, I don't agree that Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, all these companies can just keep continuously cutting the profitability on for us and that's they're shooting themselves in the own their own foot and they're causing us to end up being in a position where we're like we want to stay independent but like we i for me i'm like i don't want to work 60 hours to make two g's you know like i made two thousand dollars a week in the past doing like 45 hours now i have to do 15 more hours and i have to use multiple apps to do it you mm -hmm. know so I'm not disagreeing with the sentiment that a single mom wants to see her kid or her kid wants to see them. But at the same time, I can't believe that in Boston, there's not an opportunity where she could make better money if the wages are that low Yeah, and use Uber as a part-time gig. Yeah. I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I don't think the government needs to regulate independent contractors. I think the governments need to regulate these companies from what they do to drivers. And if that happens, I think between transparency and, you know, making sure that they're paying their drivers fairly and all this other stuff that they hide and they're deceptive, like if they can regulate that, we wouldn't be having this conversation today. Yeah, I, I, I think that the I think you said it, but just not and I use the words the space needs definition and rules. Yeah. Not not right. I mean nothing needs to be imposed on these companies because they've let them get away with it for too long. They just need to make the rules and make it clear. And it's it I'm not I'm not pushing for anything like unions or any you guys know me. Yeah, obviously here. Obviously that lady was coached by the union. Oh yeah, for um, sure. Clearly. Representation Clearly. to play the emotions. So. Right. Because I mean, but on that the doesn't flip mean side, that her experience isn't isn't that though. 
just right. the way on that... the flip side a perfect example like you were saying tony is that like dana my friend dana lives in boston he did ride share in 2015 when i was doing ride share he did ride share up till the pandemic then he started taking on other apps he's been doing curry two and a half years exactly as long as me so we kind of have an exact same way of doing things and he still does some rideshare, but only like 10, 15 hours a week. Kind of like you, he's yeah. fitted into his multi-apping and to make the money he needs to, which still is, he admittedly will say, it's not like it was. It's not great. It's not as easy. But you to can fight for some good money at some times. I think the clarification that hap- that needs to be there is that she's saying 60, 70 hours a week, she's out plugging the same thing. And, and it's one of those you know insanity like if it's not working like right it's like and if if that's tough because i know a lot of people aren't from here this is their second language and a lot of those people i used to learn were the people that sat in the airport lot and i always wondered why the hell are you sitting out here when you could be doing other rides and wait till you get one to the airport but what i i mean i heard from sergio last night when we were on the rideshare garage that um the Uber and Lyft have more drivers than demand for the first time ever. And so it's like, okay, you want to start putting regulations on these companies for, it's similar to being like, if a company doesn't have a product that is worth the value to be able to pay for things, like you're going to regulate them and they go out of business, right? I'm not saying that Uber, Lyft and stuff are going out of business by any means, but It's like you can't regulate money where it's not there. And the other thing too, and I I mean, I mean, I'm against regulations huge, but like Tony said, these companies abused it long enough. It's coming. And the bottom line is it's probably going to be fine in the first wave or two or not fine, but it'll be helpful. But the problem is once you start regulations, they never end. Yeah. You've now opened the door to regulations and it becomes a whole space of regulations that constantly change. Like if um, they had to do things like the taxi industry where there's caps on the amount of drivers that can be onboarded and who can actually be online, etc. That could lift some of the burdens off of the drivers and they could pay higher wage. But then it just doesn't fit with their business model on being on demand within four minutes on every ride request that's off offered. And exactly. And if they can't, and look, none of us want this, but if they can't oversaturate, I mean, they still will to some level, but if they, cause that's something that is on the plate is there's the, some of the cities I was talking with um, Mike Ruby. Some of the cities are looking at doing uh, like a fine for, it wouldn't be a cap. They can have more cars on the road if they want. But it would be like a fine if it if the uh, volume wasn't surging that they can base on prior years and so like if you're if you only need t- eight thousand drivers in your city on a Friday, I know that's way overkill or whatever. But let's just say that that's what you needed and you had ten on, you'd be fine for the extra two. Yeah. But I think well, there's also something to say about the fact that at the end of the day, independent contractor being your own boss. Is not for everybody. And a lot of people, as Tony said, they don't know how to pivot. Like when it comes to entrepreneurship, you have to know how to pivot. So if the money, if you're not making the money, let's say doing Uber Eats, well, then you need to pivot and figure out how you're going to get it done. 
Like Tony could have been like, oh, well, I was making 2000 before, but now I'm not making 2000. Let me just do more hours, just like this lady's doing. But no, then you're not seeing your children. So then you got to pivot and you got to see where's the money now? How can I make the most amount of money with the same amount of time that I had? But I feel like there's a lot of education that needs to be done. And I don't think the companies will ever do this, but there's a no, lot of education that needs to be done on the side of the driver to know that you don't have to settle for whatever, you know, just doing one app, just doing DoorDash, who's going to survive? Like you, you need to know that you can pivot and you can make the decisions that you need to make to make sure that you're making the money that you need, you know, right. like, well, that's, that's shouldn't be waiting for legislation. Define the space like Kim was talking about. Define yeah. the space as a hybrid model because I did gig work or like traditional gig work before any apps were around. So I knew what to expect. If something went down, there wasn't a lot there. I mean, not that it's useful, but there wasn't a DoorDash 800 number I could call like whine to and say, hey, I'm not getting enough work. Like, yeah. they'd just be like, well, neither are we, asshole. Like, so why don't you yeah. <laughs> figure it out? <laughs> well, let me just ask you this question. Like, <laughs> like the are the unions that are doing these things that are pushing for these things, are they just as um, predatory as the apps that they're accusing of being predators? Because what are, who are the drivers that they're using for their, their faces? You know, like they are using the low end the, people and that only the wouldn't even be able them. to, We've talked I'm not saying that. that the lady that we were watching couldn't hold a job, but, all these people who want to be unionized, could they even actually hold employment? Could they do a schedule and be on time and, and have the customer service that's required and have the vehicle that needs to be at whatever, you know, like a taxi limo yeah. has to have, like, there's no way that these people are um, no. all going to be able to maintain employment. No. And that's, I mean, and it's funny because I was thinking about that during or my time because I was even thinking of like my own area. I'm thinking, wow, are some dashers even going to know how earn by time even works? It's not anymore just pick up and go, pick up and go. Like it, there's more to it that I don't know whether they would fully understand the program and what's expected of them. It's true. Well, I mean, it, once you don't take one. It's like, that's all you can skip for the hour. Yeah. <laughs> you have the one. I mean, you know, if Uber and Lyft and all these companies have to actually interview people to hire them and, and retain people like the turnover that they have now is tremendous. And like yeah. to have entry level people, I've, I've been a manager at Walmart and other companies hiring positions where I have to hire entry level people. It's not easy and the people that you're hiring have just came out of some other place where they got fired or they quit because they just can't cut the mustard there. You know, like it's just, it's going to be a churn rate just like it is now. And the reliable drivers are going to suffer the consequences of it. If they even want to stay. Like if, if I were to be a W2, I would not be doing this. No, 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 no. I'll go use my skills and my brain doing something. No, and why? And, that and, I, get paid I mean, much it should better. really come down to why would you even even use your car on, unless this is going to pay you like a doctor? 
unless you're gonna pay a yeah. hundred bucks an hour to do it <laughs> like, yeah I mean, nobody's gonna because they're gonna be like dude i can go make more on the hourly side without using my car no brainer yeah. true but i mean like i gotta put this up real quick you guys because this this matters this is four weeks in a row now this thing does not go down so here's the website um this is from <laughs> today and if you guys want to see that it's from today, I took a shot from the right side. If you look up at the top, you can see November 9th. That was earlier, uh, 5.05 p.m. And if you look at the most viewed, Uber Eats riders are um, renting their jobs. I can go to that article. And that article was posted on January 6th of 2019. And it, for four weeks, has been the number one viewed article on my website. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying this is what caused everything, but this is happening. It is. Um, yeah, this is happening. And uh, before we get out of here, because I almost forgot if Tony can explain a Tesla battery in two minutes or less, he wins a prize. <laughs> well, I know there was a, a recent video out about the Tesla driver. I can't remember his name, but he's got a red Tesla and um, this Tesla channel convinced their uber driver to um or maybe not convinced but helped them come to the conclusion that he should get a tesla to save on expenses etc well a hundred and something thousand miles later um his battery goes out and it's like a i think he paid like uh thirteen thousand or something like that to replace it um, I know Will with Test Driver has had to replace a few batteries, some under warranty, some out of warranty. Um, out of like 60 cars, I think he's done probably like six or seven battery replacements. It's not a good cost to have, but um, I don't think that every battery is uh, built the same, I guess, maybe with quality. Like they can try as hard as they can, but um, some batteries go out, some last forever, and you know, it's just the luck of the draw, I guess there. Um, some tips that if you do have an EV, whether it's a Tesla or otherwise, um, try to AC charge as much as possible. So that'd be like your 50 amp, 30 Thanks. amp outlets. EV. DC fast charging at the superchargers or the CSS chargers. Um, those can uh, probably wear and tear your battery a little bit more. It's kind of just the same way that you charge cycle your phone. It's just going to go out at some point. Yeah. I mean, I guess I just wonder, because you're pretty familiar with the Tesla stuff. Like, does the is the battery covered long enough? Because even did the picture of the damn battery, yeah. I guess I had never really. Well, I mean, if you think about intense, it from the perspective man. of most people buying elect or buying vehicles in general, but especially electric cars, um, they're not buying them to do rideshare. They're not buying them. No, no, no. Delivery. I just mean like it's a hundred thousand. It's it's just as good of a warranty as like the cars that are doing hundred thousand. Um, eight years is what they do. Eight years, hundred thousand. But know, this, like, but I what I will say is that this battery looks like no joke. It looks like oh, the yeah. beef of the Tesla man. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean when they replace it, it just depends on where you're at like in california it's cheaper to replace your battery than it is in texas or colorado um or especially on the east coast because the batteries are in uh being manufactured in las vegas so the further away you get from there the more the cost is going to be and the less availability you have of a refurb that's cheap 
Like there's a guy, Cyberlift, who does full self-drive. He does lift and he's got a Model 3 standard range just like that guy. Um, his replacement, he said, cost him three grand for a, a replacement cost. And he knew he was going to have to do it. So he had saved for it. So it looks like Cody did a Tesla rental too. Um, I don't know if that's your guy. Your guy works out of state now or not no? yet. He's still he doesn't even like have affiliate people he works with or anything. No. How often do you have to replace a Tesla battery? It's well, not that was kind of what the what common. I was questioning. It's not common enough that you know, like a rideshare driver. I've that guy and Will having like six battery replacements, and the other Lyft ride full self drive content creator that I watch are the only like seven people that I know of, but you know, there's gotta be, there's lots of Tesla's out there. So most of them I'd imagine end up um, the people that I've talked to in my car who have like the original model S's and stuff, their batteries went out um, within the warranty range and they got a new battery. So. Chris Taylor says, says he read an article and I know he sends me a lot of articles so I know he does he read an article about selling your Tesla stock I can say this I I won't speak on Tesla but they you know one day it's sell Uber buy Uber sell Uber throughout the week but the one thing I I can say about Tesla right now I was just gonna say I would I don't know this I haven't researched this portion of it but I would think Tesla would be a good buy because Cruise Autonomous they're not out of business but they're kind of out of it and I'm not just talking about autonomous it's just the whole thing. It's like the, they were, you know, kind of going in that direction for Ford. They're out of the game now, at least for a long time. You know, Waymo's ha- has an, a federal uh, probe on them. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's a it's a steal for Tesla stock right now. I mean, it could get lower. I mean, I guess but... the only thing I could say is that I wouldn't put money into any stock right now because I don't think. I mean. <laughs> it depends on your philosophy. If you want to have long-term holds, now is the time to buy because a lot of stocks are at their lows. Mm. And then um, if the company is something that you believe is going to be stable and recover when the market corrects itself, you'll gain from that. But if you can't afford to invest, don't invest. Yeah. Yeah. But even if I had some put to the side for investing, I'm, Right now, people are kind of just holding their money. Yeah, know? but that's why I say yeah. that in general. I mean, I'm not a financial advisor, but in general, the dips is where you want to buy. The highs is where you want to sell. That right. is true. Um. Yeah, but also be careful, guys. This economy is not safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. With great if rewards. You don't have the disposable income right now. You want rewards, you to gotta it. take risks. Just like that is true. Betting on yourself and doing gig economy work is kind of a risk too. So <laughs> so Kim, what are your final words? What do you have going on? Final words. Um, a video just came out today, the state of DoorDash, and I talk about what I think is going on with DoorDash and kind of how to overcome as a driver if you're finding yourself in um a downward trend of DoorDash. So go check that out. Um, I am going to be doing a live sometime soon. So stay tuned for that. I know everybody's really excited. Um, so I'll be doing that at some point. I don't know an exact date on that, but 
you know, soccer is still going on, but I want to try to kind of squeeze <laughs> um, some lives in there at some point. So stay tuned. I will make sure that is uh, it is up a couple days ahead of time so everybody is where when I go. Soccer's got to be over soon, too. You doing indoor? It is. Oh, what, got yeah, indoor. Uh -oh. goes indoor, and then um, we already have her ready to go for basketball um, starting right around, like, Christmas time. So we're just trying to get her involved in and as many stuff just to see what she likes, try it yeah. out. And, you know, she's she's at the age where she doesn't know really know what she likes and what she doesn't like. So why not just try everything at this point <laughs> until something sticks? <laughs> Makes sense. And uh, Cheyenne, what do you have going on with your channel? Um, I have that DoorDash TIN requirement video that should be coming out tomorrow if I finish editing it tonight. And I have a ride along that I'm going to put out uh, at some point over the weekend, maybe. Um, and that's about it for the channel. I, I know I want to go live at some point in November, but I do not know when. I need to uh, work around the different. Right now, it's it's track meet season for a lot of uh a lot of different clubs. So we have track meets pretty much every single weekend. So I don't know when I'm going to be able to do, do a live. So before, before I asked Tony the same thing, what did we clear up the fact that the other apps up there have not done what DoorDash did with this thing? They haven't. Okay. I just, I forgot if we even mentioned that because I, yeah, yeah. she, so, she okay. kind of mentioned it that DoorDash was the only one. So okay. DoorDash she thought is Uber the only Eats one. Would be the one. I yeah. really did. I'm very surprised. It's it's shocking. And also, I put up a poll on my uh, community tab, and not everybody has it yet. Some people in Ontario don't even have it, and I'm like, "You're right next door." Like, I don't, I don't understand. Because though, because it'll be new to them in like six months. <laughs> well, we'll talk it, to Ash to <laughs> see what she's got. Going yeah, on. exactly. Because I don't understand if in mid-November they're supposed to be pushing it out to our phones. That's in like a week or two. Yeah. Um, I guess the other question is, will they though? <laughs> so we'll yeah. See. I mean, will I they? I think they will from what I saw. That's that's usually a big warning when things do come true. Um Tony, what do you got going on? I'm not gonna commit to anything at this point. <laughs> like I, I've got a I've got a game plan. I just have to be able to execute it. Well, can I say I've one got... thing that I hope you have going on? Okay, yeah, like, coffee in Colorado. <laughs> No, you were like, yeah, let's see if this. <laughs> Actually, coffee no. in Colorado. I want to talk to you about that because I've mm -hmm. I've lined out a good game plan for the hours of operation for my uh, for my gig work, um, so that I can cut out time to do YouTube work because I want to kind of balance that out and up the revenue on my channel and. Uh, Coffee in Colorado is an option that I just need to line out what time and day would be best between the three days I have to offer for you. Yeah. And people liked that too. They liked it when we did that. <laughs> By the way, yeah. I don't know if you see what Christopher Taylor posted. I was going to send you that article. I don't know if anybody heard about it. The bear in Florida. So a family in Florida ordered a uh, Taco Bell. First one I saw a bear, I thought it was up here somewhere, but it was Florida. Uh, the family ordered Taco Bell. You see the driver deliver the Taco Bell, leave it at their door. And not even a few seconds later, a bear comes and takes the food off of their doorstep and then comes back for the drink. 
It's probably a guy in a bear suit. So then the family opened the door and they were like, oh no, the bear took it again. And supposedly again, um, it happened bear suit. very frequently. They know the bear. Give so the bear the contract they... violation for that one. Yeah, I, I know, right? Yeah, I know. Well, I've got a, a business concept now. Steve, we need to develop this. <laughs> so the yes and we will talk but the last thing this is what i do know that i'm hoping that you're still on board with is that next wednesday night um is tremaine hayho i'll be available uh, ryan welty you yeah me and max my son we have 17 to 51 year olds like welty's 26 he's like just nine years away from max and we got, you know, Tremaine, then Tony, then me. Um, we're going to be talking about cancel culture. So if you guys want to come have some fun and uh, really get into the guts of it. Uh, <laughs> we're trying not to get canceled on the cancel culture. We won't podcast. get canceled, but we want to we want to find a way to talk we'll real be, about this. We'll be self-censoring. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> no, but it's going to be interesting because even my son has a perspective on it. And we're all different generations. So um, we've done a couple of these things. This one, Tony's going to be in on and Max can be on. on. Um, I don't know how it ended up happening. Thomas, you got to, but... you can't forget to send Steve the email. Steve at rideshareRodeo.com. That's it. Just send it and say hi. And I'll say it. I knew your email was thomasmathis at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just send you a digital card. But um, thank you, everybody, as always. Hi, Lisa. I see that you came in late. Um, I think she had to get your oldest daughter from the airport. Wow, yeah. Your kids are getting old, too. Well, I mean, she wasn't by herself at the airport, but. Okay. Um, well, hi, Lisa. Hi, everybody. Good night, everybody. And we will see you back here next week. Nice. Oh, I can go over to the end. Yeah.